Hey everyone, welcome to a very quick episode of Pot on Your Loons. This is Sam. Pot on Your Loons, this is James. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. I, uh, I, I took a day off, I'm playing a little hooky. Justin is at work. We're being bad friends to Justin. He doesn't even know we're doing this right now, but <laughs> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny because the original plan was for last night for Justin and I to do an episode with Nate and his buddy on the Podligans about the U.S. men's national team. And that kind of fell through. So it was going to be Sam and Justin recording without James knowing. <laughs> and now it's <laughs> Sam and James recording without Justin knowing. Justin, if you're listening, buddy, we love you. <laughs> we just know you're at work. Uh, we, we miss you, mate. We'll get you back for the next one. We're, we're almost we're almost at the time to resume regular programming. You know, I can't believe it, but MLS is MLS is back this this month. Yeah, yeah wow. Uh, I I'm not quite ready for it. I'll be honest. <laughs> you you would think I was like one of the players, and I'm. <laughs> No, I, I needed the off season. I really needed the off season in, in January. So like the last time we recorded, I had found out like 15 minutes earlier that my daughter tested positive for COVID. Yep. So this is actually, this is actually the second day, the second work day of the past 18. I had 18 consecutive work days with at least one kid at home with me, eight of those with two. So January was a long year. <laughs> um, not gonna lie well you you escaped that year we're into february now yeah right no no it's good and and obviously right like obviously having an asymptomatic child is not a big deal there are so many people that have been impacted in far worse ways than i have so i'm, I'm not i'm not trying to complain or anything but i'm glad that month is over yeah Whew. i just i can't believe it's already february it's just it feels like only a couple of weeks ago that we were having playoffs for the MLS. And then, you know, there's a, there's an NFL Super Bowl upcoming and then, you know, we're back playing again and the, the season's full tilt. And Winter yeah. Olympics started today. Oh, mate, it's been, it's crazy how fast the year's going. So do you have a nice weekend planned? You said, you, you said it was movie night tonight. What are you watching? Yeah, so watching uh, The King's Man. Like the the prequel to the Kingsman okay. movies, uh, and then uh, tomorrow you may have seen uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I uh, have started casting Halo, so uh, commentating, I guess, is what you call it for non yeah. for non uh, for non esports people. Uh, so I'll be commenting on some Halo uh, on Saturday, and then Sunday's just a relaxed day. I, I'm not a gamer. I used to be. The last time I was a gamer was way before esports was a thing. I did tune in. I will kind of tune in and say hi to James every now and then. So I didn't realize I wasn't going to be watching James play Halo. I was watching other people play Halo and watching James be the commentary. So James was doing the commentary with some other guy. You, you did a good job, man. You did a good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got to get hooked up with uh, that lower league E-Cup. Yeah, like the the one uh, that we just won, right? Didn't we? Is that the one you mean? The Minnesota just I won. Think, I think that's like the MLS E League or something like that. No, okay. there's like this. Uh, there's this more like I don't want to say amateur in a bad way, but I don't I don't think they're 
being paid to do this. There is this like group of people like Nate, Nate plays for the Minneapolis city citizens. And, um, we've had, uh, the guy that does Omar, a friend of mine from high school plays, oh, yeah. uh, plays FIFA for, uh, Labara 608, the supporters group in Madison. So basically you either represent a supporters group or you represent the club itself. And it's just this giant knockout tournament. They have different divisions. I think they have commentary. You could try to lend yeah. your lend that silky voice. I will. Uh, I will get in touch with uh, with Nate and uh, have a chat. Yeah, maybe Jeremy Rushing might know some people. I don't know. Well, I mean, shout out to Jeremy Rushing. That guy knows everyone. I swear. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just all I see is him on my timeline, and it's all these people just just commenting uh, and liking his tweets. So yeah, he uh, he knows quite a few people. Fair play. Yep. Should we get into some news? Yeah, let, let's talk some Loon's news. Not not a ton. This won't be a long episode, but we figure there's there's a few things. I I have I have a day off. I have a couple of appointments coming up that I have to go to, but I have a little bit of time. James is already off of work because he lives in the Netherlands. Let's go over a few things so that they don't get lost in the shuffle whenever the three of us get back together again. So we are in the middle of preseason, but I, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. MLS doesn't let, I shouldn't say MLS doesn't let anyone watch these games. MLS makes it very difficult to watch these games. So Minnesota United has played against Chicago and Orlando already. Yep. They were in Florida. They're going to be headed to Portland pretty soon and play a few more preseason games. We didn't get to watch any of them. I, I, I don't know. It's it's a little annoying. James, you have any insight? Why why doesn't MLS want to want us to watch these games? As far as far as I can tell from from my Twitter browsings, it's very limited to I believe what they class as the home team. Right. And there's a radius around the stadium where you can watch the game. That's what I got from the right. Chicago game. People in Chicago could watch the game and pretty much no one else could watch the game. Which was weird because it, the game was in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Chicago was considered the home team. They were allowed to broadcast it. We were not. Nope. So I don't think you could watch it even if you were in Florida, actually. I think right. it was only in Chicago. So, yeah, it's it's super weird. I don't understand how these rules work, but I assume it's something to do with a TV licensing deal that's... Yeah, and I don't want to pretend to understand whatever their, their licensing deals are. I, I don't want to pretend to understand that. It's not the best product. I... I have watched a Minnesota United preseason game before. It does very much feel like you're watching a practice. It's not, you, you know, in NFL preseason or NBA summer league or all that kind of stuff. Those seem more polished, I guess is what I would say. Yep. I, I don't know if it's that they're not getting out the, the big cameras or the fancy equipment to, you know, watch these games or it may be just the insane amount of trialists you're never going to hear of again that are playing in these games. Yep. But I, I get the impression, yes, we're starving for some soccer. We want to see the loons. We want to see what Dunlady looks like back in that black and blue. 
right? We want all that stuff because we're nerds. But I think the majority of Minnesota United fans if or Minnesota United curious people, if they were to tune into a preseason game, I think that they would be pretty bored. And I wonder if that's part of it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of read down uh, Minnesota's Twitter because they, they tweet about it and they share some photos and the occasional video, uh, especially from the, from the Orlando game. And they kind of put out our team sheet for the start, which was right. DSC, DJ Taylor, Brent Coleman, Debussy, Chase Gasper, Jacory and Will Trapp. Franco Ray and Nico Hansen, and then Abu uh, Denladi up the top. And then they also put out that we changed a whole bunch of people that was then <laughs> DSC still in goal. Trialist, trialist, uh, I think it's Callum Montgomery, Paddleford, Rosales, Nabi Kibanguchi, trialist, trialist, Justin McMaster, and Adrian Hunu up top. So you know, four trialists, right. uh, a couple of guys, you know, who have been warming the bench slash on loans last year. So, yeah, yeah I mean- Really we, not a lot to take from it. No, and I mean, we won the game 5-4. Apparently, we were 3-0 up at one point, and then it, you know, there were a lot of goals. Uh, Abu uh, Dinladi scored. Ray scored this absolutely downtown shot from near midfield that almost no one celebrated, actually. <laughs> so it's just really bizarre. Uh, Jacory Hayes got one, Will Trap, and uh, a trialist uh, smashed in the one near the death to win. DSC saved a penalty. And I think Those there are, are fun. Yeah, I think there are three clips on Twitter. Will Trap's yeah. goal, Ray's goal, and uh, the, the penalty save. And that's pretty much... It's pretty much it. I mean, I don't think there's any commentary as well. No. So it's, you know... I get it. I get why they don't show it because there's no, there's not as much polish. There's not as much. Very low budget. Yeah, it's very but low budget. They, but they showed us the MLS Super Draft, which was also low budget. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I mean, yeah, that's how it is. I'm sorry for those of you out there. I, I don't think there's much more to say. The game against Chicago, the preseason game, was a zero-zero draw. There's nothing to talk about here. Maybe. We'll hear some more. Maybe there will be some more storylines for the games in Portland coming up. Maybe we'll have some new signings. I'm not sure. I assume um, I assume so because because you're playing someone who's international. I assume there's going to be a bit more oomph behind it. Um, and apparently, some of our trialists were quite good. Adrian Heath had a comment about one. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? I I, I mean. I think Azil Jackson is kind of the one example of a trialist that has made the roster that I can think of. And even though he's made the roster, like we haven't really seen him get into a game. I don't even think he's gotten in once yet. Or if he has, it's been only once. So I don't know. Anyway, let, let's get to some things that we can talk about a little bit more. We do have one signing that has been confirmed. MLS veteran O'Neill Fisher. 30 years old, has seven years of MLS experience with DC United, Seattle Sounders, and most recently LA Galaxy. 20 caps for Jamaica, which that's cool. We got him on a one-year deal in a club option. 
So he can play right back or left back, but Heath emphasized that we're short on depth at left back when he was talking about him. So yep. here's a question I have for you, James. He can play left back or right back. Adrian Heath specifically emphasized left back. Roman Metinier, right? He is our starting right back. He has been hurt a decent amount lately, and he's getting up there in age. Does this show confidence in DJ Taylor being able to fill the right back role? I believe so. I think, you know, if you look at some stats from last year, you know, Metinier played 29 games, which was, you know, probably the, the third highest or fourth highest out of the team. And DJ Taylor played eight games. So, you know, got to play at least a little bit. And I think, you know, especially now Metinair, don't know how he's going to come back. Off-season is sh short and he got injured in playoffs. So, you know, he might miss the start. I think I think so, you know, especially when coaches like, you know, you we have enough depth here, but we're looking at the other side of the field. I think we'll see how it goes. I think it might be that DJ Taylor might get the start and then see what happens or rotates with Fisher or I mean, I know I know Adrian likes to rotate his forwards rather than his defense, usually midfield right. and forwards. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. A lot of experience there. You know, seven years of MLS experience. Has probably seen most of these attackers, knows how a lot of them work. So I think Fisher will be a good fit. Um, yeah. But also being 30, because I think Metinair's 30 as well, right? Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, so, okay. yeah, he's apparently he's 32. So, yeah, I think having those two guys is good and you want to keep them fresh throughout the season. So I think, yeah, DJ Taylor would be an obvious an obvious choice uh, okay. to take up. Yeah. And I'll just add, obviously Hassani can play right back as well. Um, you know, where, where Chase Gasper should Chase Gasper not be able to play on the left. What are our options besides moving Debassi from center back into the left back role? So I, I guess I really can see it. How left back is a little bit weaker right now, as far as depth goes, than right back. I, I can see that, but but if you were to ask me who's going to have more appearances, more minutes at the end of the season between Chase Gasper and Ramon Metinair, I, of course, am going to say Chase Gasper. If you had, had to have me just predict one or the other, I think most people would. So, Yeah, I mean, last season he did. So. Yeah. It was close. <laughs> it was only about yeah, it, it was close, 60 right? like, minutes in it, but... Right. And I, I'm, and I'm not trying to paint Ramon Metinair as injury prone. It's just right. We've seen, we've seen two seasons in a row. Now we've seen him, um, we've seen him get hurt. Yeah. And I mean, it's unlucky, you know, you get hurt basically right at the end before you go into, I think the shortest off season in MLS history. Got yeah. But, but like when you're talking hamstrings and stuff like that, like hamstrings, like people, people that are having hamstring injuries, and I, I'm no doctor, but these soft tissue injuries is what I believe the medical term would be, is when you have soft tissue injuries, they tend to reoccur. Yeah. Where, like, for example, breaking a bone can be unlucky, right? Like, that, that could just be a fluke, and you could break your bone twice 
in a relatively um, short interval of time. And like, wow, that's, that's really unlucky. But if you were having these soft tissue injuries, so like hamstring injuries, that, that tends to be more of a trend and it tends to get worse as you are getting up there in age. So, oh man, I, I hope, uh, to any more medical minded people out there, I hope I didn't just make a giant <laughs> fool of myself. That is my understanding. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you look at some stats, I mean, Will Trap played the most minutes, uh, closely followed by Tyler Miller. That was Chase Gasper, Metinier, and Reynoso was a whole 200 minutes behind Metinier, right? Sure. So the top four guys, they played a lot of minutes. They played a lot of minutes. So, you know, for them, it's they did a lot of mileage and it's a short offseason, you know, and all of those guys are kind of upper 20s, 30, except Chase Gasper, who's 25. So... There's youthful, okay. youthfulness. All right. So maybe I was overreacting a little bit about Ramon Metinier. Uh, besides, besides the one signing we know about, we know more are supposed to be coming. Right? We're, we're still Luis Amaria, striker from Paraguay, still heavily rumored to be coming back to Minnesota United. We still have no news to talk to you about. Maybe he'll be announced soon. That's okay. We, we couldn't talk about anything but rumors right now. Maybe he'll be announced soon. Hopefully he'll be announced soon. I'd say the same thing about Kervin Arriaga. Right? He, he's from Honduras. He plays for the Honduran national team. He was supposed to be freezing his butt off at Allianz Field on Wednesday night, but he was not there. Andy Greeter of the Pioneer Press reported that there was some kind of, and this is a quote, a migration alert. Andy Greeter used that as a quote because that was how it was explained to him as well. It was assumed that he was going to be at Allianz and it was assumed that his deal would be finalized while he was in Minnesota. So big bummer that he wasn't here. I described in the last episode, I described Luis Amaria as kind of uh, our Rachel. Like if we're Ross, Luis Amaria is our Rachel. Like will it or won't it happen? Ariaga, he might be our Rachel as well. We might just have a lot of Rachels, so. I don't know. <laughs> Just have a lot of Rachels. Yeah, I mean, from what I could tell with the the Ariaga story, from what I read on Twitter, he basically got to the airport, and then as he was going through customs, some alert came up. He didn't know what it was, uh, and he wasn't allowed to fly. And that's pretty much all we know. He just got stopped yeah. at the airport by immigration, and uh, that was it. That sucks. So, it's a bit of a bummer. Well, that was our Minnesota United news. Minnesota soccer news, though, has been buzzing. A lot of Aurora FC stuff going on. James has a scarf on right now. He is a owner. right? He is in the ownership group for Minnesota Aurora FC, which let, let's just kind of start things off. That is the name, Minnesota Aurora FC. Yeah, and I don't think that's really a surprise to no. most people who are following it. Um Min Woso put out a, a call, and we've talked about this. They wanted a name. They had three options. And from what I saw mostly on social media, everyone really liked Minnesota Aurora FC. They announced it in a trailer. It's official. There's some cool colors. There's some sweet-looking logo. Uh, at MN Aurora FC is now the Twitter handle. Uh, and quite a lot of things happened in a very short space of time. Uh, they have a stadium. Yeah, going to play out. 
So TCO Stadium in Egan. Yeah. Now that that is kind of cool because I haven't been there. Full disclosure, I haven't been there, but it is brand new. It is state of the art. That that's where the Vikings practice. Yeah. So right, that, that's Vikings headquarters facility. So you know it's very nice. You know the field is going to be very quality. It's probably going to have like football lines on the field. Right? Yeah, let's, the, let's the overhead play. shot had all the Vikings lines and end zones and stuff there. So, Which That's... Justin will probably be cool with it. It's going to make me cringe <laughs> and kind of just, you know, I, I am anti-Vikings, uh, <laughs> as we all know. But they do have some really nice facilities, and I do enjoy using their facilities. So it'll be fun to be able to kind of go there, see a team that I want to see, can fit five. 5,500 fans tailgating. Yeah, it got announced. It got announced there would be tailgating, and they're trying to work with the Vikings for a first class game day experience, uh, which includes tailgating, apparently. There's also, they're working on transportation. They just want to make it accessible. They want to have community shuttles, they want to have bike paths that are properly investigated and they have bike parking and there's a lot of options for for people to kind of come down and and be able to watch games yeah there's like a hotel right there that's supposed to be pretty nice and i was like that could be a nice like staycation get the grandparents over watch the kids kind of go watch some aurora fc have maybe an extra drink or two that i wouldn't have had if i had to drive home just stay at the hotel like sleep in, not have to worry about getting up at 6 a.m. with the kids, that sort of thing. Could, yep. could be kind of a nice experience. Yeah, that'll be kind of cool. I mean, there's also uh, season tickets are now live, $30 deposit, and you can refund once the official price of how much their season tickets will be yeah. comes out. Um, I think that's pretty standard. Yeah, and I, I actually, and it makes a lot of sense because a lot of these players are college players, but I, I was surprised that it's a pretty short season. It's only going to be 12 like games. Late, yeah. 12 games, six home games going late May to early July, basically. So a month and a half. Which actually leads me to believe that there might not be any Vikings markings on those fields because it might be too hmm. early for preseason, potentially. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So... The talking about schedule, the the WSL announced their schedule: two hundred and fifty four games in ten weeks. So that's that's a lot of soccer to be played, a lot of football. Um, it officially starts May the sixth, but Aurora FC only starts May the twenty sixth. So a couple of okay. weeks later, that, uh, I didn't I didn't catch that. That's interesting. I just assumed because there's so many college players that. They couldn't. So in in the United States, exam weeks for universities tend to be mid-May. I just sort of assumed that they wanted to get those students out of class, get them to the facilities, get them into practice. And then already that's a quick turnaround for the opener. And then given that a lot of them are college players, I think women's soccer is a fall sport in the United States for college. I I think I'm going to have I'm going to have to. You know, when, when you're when you're talking about something, I'll look that up really quick. But so actually, my first question to you is we start May the 26th versus the Green Bay Glory. 
at home here in uh, Minnesota. Where are your loyalties going to be, I guess, is the question. No, I, I, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. I am a big Green Bay Packers fan. I, um, you know, I like the Milwaukee Brewers, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but the Wisconsin Badgers and the Green Bay Packers are kind of my two big sports loyalties from Wisconsin. And if Madison had a team, it would, it would kind of... Uh, be a little bit more of a internal conflict, but green Bay having a team, you know, that, that doesn't really do much for me. I, I hope they do well. I, I love my home state. I, I hope anyone from Wisconsin does, does well, but I mean, it's not like I'm a Marquette basketball fan. They're from Wisconsin and I actively cheer against Marquette basketball if they're playing against the Badgers. So, <laughs> you, you know, my, my loyalties are with Aurora FC. No worries there. Yeah, I'm going to throw this back at you, though, James. Yeah, Green, go on. Green Bay, Green Bay Glory, their logo and their name are very similar to the Perth Glory, and you came of age in the city of Perth. Yeah. You, you moved there as a child, and you lived there until you finished university. So where do your loyalties lie? <laughs> well, thankfully, the loyalties lie with the club that I own. Uh <laughs> But I have, I do, I will say they are probably a good contender for for second place. Yeah, I mean the logo looks so similar, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, Glory is always a good name to have in the title. I mean, we play them three times, so actually we start the season May twenty sixth at home, sure. and then we end the season with a double header, uh, July seventh and July 9th at Green Bay. So we kind of bookend the season with Green Bay games. Um, and we have a little bit of a split. We have three games versus the Green Bay Glory and three games versus Chicago City. Then we have two games versus the Chicago Dutch Lions. So my loyalties are just getting spread yeah. all over the place here. Uh, <laughs> St. Louis Lions. So there's two clubs called Lions as well. And uh, we have two games against core valley well how valley core valley I, I think that's somewhere in kansas city i i don't i don't know how they say it. it's probably car but i don't know core car valley yeah so those are the 12 games there's a mix uh, if you go to their twitter it has the whole schedule there's also going to be playoffs uh, the w league announced however uh they've only announced that they're going to release what those playoffs look like in spring and the final will be in mid-July. So really, the start of May to the end, to the middle of July, that's the whole season. Right. And so I, I was initially surprised by that. I, I was saying earlier, and I was saying that I was going to quickly look it up while James was going over something. Yes, in the United States, the women's college soccer schedule does start, actually, games start in mid-August. So these players, they're going to have to go back to their universities the, the final has to be in mid-July because I'm sure their their practices are going to be starting shortly after. So it makes sense. This is a short, short season. Should give Minnesota a good taste, though, of what it will be like to have a quality, um, you know, high quality women's club in this in the state, easily accessible. And, you know, may, maybe right. Maybe when the USL uh, launches their Super League, their women's Super League. Maybe Minnesota will be represented in that as well, and we can have a little bit longer of a season. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it should be exciting. I mean, it's only twelve games. There's six games at home. I can't 
imagine they're going to be that expensive to just pick up a ticket and go to. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely go check them out if you're uh, if you've got time between May and uh, May and July. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely go to one. I'm going to try to go to more than one. Probably not going to make all six, but we'll see. <laughs> Fair enough. Quick little Minneapolis city blurb. Oh, you know, and I, I also should just mention, right? We're we're talking about Minnesota Roar FC on, on this episode because uh, we're interested in it. Um, right? We'll, we're still a Loons podcast, but we were kind of kicking around in our WhatsApp group. It's it's going to be like a month and a half of uh, Minnesota Roar FC. We could probably pilot specific Minnesota Roar FC episodes. Yeah. You could probably pilot it. I'm not making any commitments now, but it's something we're excited about. So, you know, just just on-air production meeting, like we're we're thinking about it. We're thinking yeah. about it. But like I said, quick Minneapolis City blurb. I did want to mention that it looks like they're finally going to be in the US Open Cup. Hey. There has not been a U.S. Open Cup the past two years. Minneapolis City was uh, kind of one of the teams that was, you know, screwed out of their spot that they earned because they are fourth division and fourth division is not guaranteed a spot in the U.S. Open Cup. They are scheduled to play in the first round at Des Moines Menace, which is a good team. They are the, the defending USL2 champions. So Minneapolis City will head down to Des Moines Wednesday, March 23rd. 7 p.m. Very unlikely I can make it to that, but it's exciting to see that they're going to play. Should they win that matchup against forward Madison uh, could be a possibility. And uh, should they make it into the third round, we could actually see a competitive Twin Cities derby. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be cool. Also, uh, they uh, they bought back the same coach. As uh, as last year, and that guy's Twitter is kind of hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we follow each other, and uh, yeah, <laughs> he's a fun guy. Matt, yeah. I think I liked the other day when they were just asking you. Um, they were basically handing out virtual pizzas. That yeah, that, went, that was kind of nuts. That was kind of nuts. Yeah, it was nice. Matt uh, Van Ben Schutten is uh, their head coach. And an Arsenal fan, actually. So okay, we, uh, yeah, we uh, we have a bit in common. He's uh, he's a fun guy to follow on Twitter. Yep. So uh, it's it's quality. Yep. So yeah, good luck to those guys. I'll be interested to see. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens. Actually, he also Very smuggled so. about twenty hand warmers into the U.S. men's national team <laughs> game, <laughs> which I I did not go to. Full disclosure there. Um, we, we should be able to talk about the U.S. men's national team. We'll have the Podligans on. We're actually going to do a joint episode with the Podligans coming up. Uh, they, they know way more about the U.S. men's national team than I do. I don't want to speak for Justin, but they for sure know more than I do. So It looked cold out there, man. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was nuts. It was nuts. All right. Coming up. So we're going to wrap things up here. Coming up, we have mid-season friendlies in Portland against Timbers, Real Salt Lake. Mid, Mid-February friendlies. Oh, what did I say? Mid-season. <laughs> yeah, mid-February friendlies. They're in Portland against Timbers, Real Salt Lake, and 
Viking Stavanger of Norway. They tried to take Chase Gasper from us, so this will be our this will be our like we're gonna walk onto the field, two middle fingers in the air from every player. Torch <laughs> these guys. Just carrying Chase Gasper on like he's ours. Yep. Yep. You can't have him. Probably gonna be a kit reveal sometime in February. Black and blue. I think it's scheduled for mid-February, but it's probably going to be leaked before then. So we'll keep our eyes open. We got to do another kit episode. That, that was fun last year. Yep. And then, yeah, our opener at Philly, February 26th. Our home opener versus Nashville, March 5th. The season is coming up quickly, guys. Three weeks. Three weeks and geez. one day. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for humoring our hobby. Until next time, pot on you loons. We'll uh, we'll get you back soon, Justin. Pot on you loons. This was your quickie with Sam and James. Peace.